Hello, everybody. This is Pastor Joe of Word of Prayer Cultural Center in Largo, Maryland. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to our podcast. It is my prayer that you are both blessed and enriched by what you hear. Feel free to share with friends and family, and also feel free to follow us on our social media outlets, Facebook and Instagram. Our social media handle is at Wopsy, W-O-P-C-C. Visit us online at wopsy.church. God bless and happy listening. Father God, we thank you so much for being who you are. We thank you, Lord, for being God all by yourself. We thank you for being the God of our 2022 as well as the God of our 2023 Um, Father, we thank you that tonight will be productive, and we thank you that everything that we need, uh, Father God, you will supply tonight. Um, In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Okay. Um, So uh, tonight is is vision night, and and what that means is that we're going to be um, talking a little bit about vision, and then we are going to ultimately be preparing Uh, to go into 2023 fully equipped uh, with knowing how to create vision for ourselves for the year. Um, A lot of times uh, we take for granted um, that people know what certain things are or what they mean or how it works because we know. Um, But one of the things that God is reminding me of um, in this season is that, as I said uh, last Saturday, um, at one point, it was your first time. And so the longer you're in this thing, the longer you're you're at this walk, some things may seem, you know, repetitive or redundant for you just because you've been at it for a long time. But guess what? Somebody felt the same way the first time you heard it. And so we have to make sure, you know, that we're not taking for granted that everybody knows what we know. And especially as new people are coming in, Um, to the church and and things like that, we want to afford them the opportunity that we had, which is that of understanding, introduction, etc. And so uh, we want to empower everybody. And maybe even we might find that through what God has given today, that maybe our approach can be adjusted as we prepare to create vision um, for 2023. So with that said, I think that you should take notes. I always think that you should take notes, but especially tonight, I think you should take notes. And the first note should be that in terms of vision, what God wants to do is God wants to expand our vision. And also God wants our vision to guide our lives. All right. So number one, he wants to expand our vision. And number two, he wants our vision to guide our lives. Anybody know what a guide is? Yes. Amen. Bishop's phone knows what a guide is. Amen. A guide. And so uh, God wants to expand our vision and he wants our vision to guide our lives. And I think that that's an important point because has anybody been guilty of creating a vision board or something like that? And then it collects dust throughout the year. You're excited, you know, and you, you know, you, you make it and you may even present it and pray over it. And then it becomes like that Bible that sits on, you know, grandma's table and in the foyer. 
and it just collects dust. So we want to make sure that we are equipped to go beyond the end of December and the 1st of January. And we would like to not just create a motivational tool Mm -hmm. or create a faith boost, but we want to create a guide. All right. A guide is indicative of it being more than just one step. Nine times out of 10, if you, if you have a guide, then it's going to be, okay, let's go here. Then let's go there. Let's move. This vision is going to help guide us in January and in February and in March and April and May. And when it gets hot and when things start, you know, guess what? It's still going to guide us into June and July and August and September and especially October and November. And then I'm glad you got it. And then December. And so we would like to make sure that we are not limiting the power of vision ourselves. So we want to make sure that we are allowing for vision to be as powerful as it can be. And a lot of times it can only be as powerful as your understanding. You got that? So this is exciting to me because what you also may need to do is to revisit some old vision boards. Perhaps you need to revisit some stuff that you might have chalked up as a loss or chalked up as maybe this is not what God wants for me. Or maybe there are some things that you realize that God didn't intend, but maybe there are some things that you need to go back and reevaluate knowing that you might not have gone about that with the total understanding that you have now. And that's okay. That's okay. That's the beauty of God's grace and mercy and of learning and of growing, which we all are doing together, myself included. Amen. Amen. And so one word that came to mind in terms of vision is the word tunnel vision. Um, Dr. Shanice, I don't know if that's two words or a compound word, but I'm going to just call it a word. (laughs) Tunnel vision. And, And we all have heard of tunnel vision, right? Okay. well, I looked up its definition and tunnel vision means defective sight in which objects cannot be properly seen if not close to the center of the field of view. All right. So I'm going to say that again, because when you think tunnel vision, you automatically think of of some type of good sight. Well, Well, yes, but it's defective sight because there's something that we need to see. But in order to see what we need to see, there's some stuff we don't need to see. (laughs) So tunnel vision focuses on defective sight in which objects cannot be properly seen if not close to the center of the field of view. Okay, so whatever is in the tunnel You would have been able to see that even with the distractions of what's outside of the tunnel, but you would not see it sharply. You wouldn't see it clearly. You wouldn't be able to focus on just that. And so tunnel vision is going to cause us to enhance our focus. Um, I was reminded when I was looking at it of Israel's song, you know, Jesus at the center. And it reminded me of a circle. Everybody knows what a circle is, right? All right. Um, I thought about the circle. I thought about geometry. That that wasn't my best subject, but we praise God. <laughs> Got my first C in geometry. But anyway, uh, protractor, I thought about a compass, and I thought about these instruments that we use. Um, and so whenever we were in geometry 
and we were asked about the radius or the diameter or the measurement of a segment or even pi r squared, it was all things relative to the circle, right? It was all things relative to the circle. The teacher or the test never asked us to calculate any information that was not pertaining to the circle. Y'all with me? Okay. And therefore, what I'm saying to you today is that the circle is symbolic of vision. That field of view. And further, whatever is not in the circle does not matter. Okay. What do you mean by that? What do you mean it doesn't matter? Well, what I mean is you're going to be able to preserve your energy even in 2023 if you go into it with the vision that we're talking about. Because vision causes you to count cost. Vision causes you to attribute worth. Vision causes you even to help regulate what I'm giving my time to because I'm able to go back and see, wait a minute, does this fall inside or outside of the circle? Because if it's outside of the circle, then that means it's not important. So vision gives you perspective of what matters. That's that's right downable. Vision gives you perspective of what matters. Okay. Can we be honest that maybe in 2022, if we take inventory and if we take a look at things, we might have spent a lot of time on something that we're looking back and saying, man, that didn't even really matter. Okay. Vision helps us to not do that in the future. Okay. So whatever is outside the circle, I'm not saying that it is not important. What I'm saying is that it does not matter and it is not of importance to you. At least right now, the season that I'm in the tunnel. So anything outside of the tunnel is important to the person that's walking across the bridge, but I'm not on the bridge. I'm in the tunnel. And so we've got to focus. We've got to have tunnel vision so that we won't be wasting time on the bridge or figuring out and thinking about and talking about things that are on the bridge. Meanwhile, things that are in the tunnel are left undone, are left untended to, are left waiting on our attention. And so... Tonight is about focus. We have to know what is my assignment. And I have to know as far as this season, what's destiny and what's a distraction. All right. So what is my assignment? Because first of all, you might come to me with something in 2023 that sounds good and sounds great, but that's not my assignment. And also you might come to me with something that I have to I have to take a look and say, okay, is, is this within the circle? Is this attached to destiny? If it's on the bridge, it's not bad. But for me, it's a distraction. The power that is within having that understanding. All right, so that's that. The importance of vision. Um, Habakkuk 2.3, we all know that scripture. But let's take a look at it in the King James Version. That's Habakkuk 2.3. In the King James. All right. And it says this. For the vision is yet for an appointed time. But at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry. Do what? Throw it away. 
Let it collect dust. Give up on vision altogether as if it's nothing of God. No. Wait for it. (laughs) Because it will surely come. It will not tarry. And so whenever I read the scripture, I think about how it sounds like a contradiction if you don't understand. But we know that the tarry word is used on two different realms. One is spiritual and one is natural. So the tarrying that you see is natural, but it's actually right on time in the spirit. Isn't that good news? Though it tarry, wait on it, wait for it, because it will surely come. I love that that word of, you know, assert, surely come, it will not tarry. And so to be honest, it is easy to get discouraged when it comes to vision because vision is exciting. Vision is promising. And when we begin to go from point A to point B, which is revelation to manifestation, there are a lot of things in between it that can become frustrating. Did anybody see the reel that I put up the other day mm-hmm. that spoke to that? And it was talking about um, it was talking about contentment and it was talking about vision and contentment and how when you have a vision for where you're going, um, it's easy to fall into basically not being content with where you are because you know there's more. You absolutely know there's more. It's not even you think, you guess, you know there's more. Uh, At times, God showed you the more, but you don't see it, you know, and that can be frustrating. Um, But there were some tips that I put um, in the comments uh, or in the caption, rather. So it says vision and contentment. Getting irritated by literally knowing there's more, question mark, there's a needed truth. You can have a vision for where you're going and be content right here in this moment. Mm -hmm. Is it easy? No. Can it be done? Absolutely. It's okay if you find yourself mentally approaching your necks with anticipation and excitement, but let's not allow haste and impatience to ruin the flow known as the pace of grace. And what's meant by the pace of grace? This pace can be found in going with God, not ahead of him, even if he is giving you insight or vision as to what is to come. Has anybody ever been guilty of going ahead of God? Because God, you already told me where we're going, so I might as well go, even though, yeah. (laughs) And it ends with this. Let's not itch for the future, or let's not let the itch for the future lead to incessant frustration. Take a deep breath. Everybody take a deep breath. And lean in to our sustainer. His timing is perfect. You won't miss it when you move with the master. And so if you watch the video, I was talking about staying in that sweet spot because the thing is, um, you 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 don't want to miss it. You know what I'm saying? And, and you also don't want to go ahead of it. So there is this sweet spot. And that is literally the pace of grace. And that's going with God. Yeah. Simply put. Now, the keys to sustain. Don't compare. Mm-hmm. That's the first one. And may, it might be the best one for somebody. Don't compare. The next key is don't complain. Mm-hmm. Woo. All right. I got a few more amens on that one. Okay. 
don't complain because how easy is it to complain mm-hmm. when we don't see what he said the next one is protect your mind and the last one is guard your heart so don't compare don't complain protect your mind and guard your heart okay all right so has anybody ever done a vision board before so raise your hand all right so it seems like that's pretty much everybody in the room so we already know what a vision board is um i brought some examples in case there was anybody here who has not seen one or who has not done one um but there are a few things that i want to point out and one is that there's nothing magical about making a vision board just because you make one does not mean that whew, it's surely going to happen because I went to vision board night. Okay. There's nothing magical about this, but it is something powerful about this. It's a difference. And so we need to make sure that we pay attention to that difference. It's not magical, but it's very powerful if we have an understanding. Okay. The next thing I want you to know is that it does not force God's hand. Yeah, it does not force God's hand. So God, you said write the vision and make it plain. So I put it on my board. So so you better make it happen. Has that ever been our attitude? And I can imagine God saying, yeah, I said write the vision. You wrote a vision. <laughs> and we're going to get into how to decipher between the two of those. But But yeah, the vision. Whose vision? His vision, right? For us. All right. And so a vision board or something like that is not going to force God's hand, but it is going to keep us focused. So in the event that and it's not even because you can have everything on your board that God said you can have. It's still not going to force his hand, particularly in regards to timing. And so don't get mad when what you put on your 2022 board didn't happen by tomorrow. Because guess what? God can tell you what's coming. He can tell you where you're going. You can have vision and still be clueless about some aspects of when certain things will happen. And that's okay. Guess what that means? If what God said he's still going to do, then that means it just carries over to the next year. Right? Right? Because I had it. I had a revelation of it back in 2014, maybe. Okay, I had a revelation of it. And so now it's 2023, but God didn't change his mind. And so there are some things that we have been fearful about putting on our boards that we need to put back on our boards. Yeah. Good. He's yelling. Amen. And so, <laughs> and so, you know, hear, hear ye the word of the Lord. This, this, this is what he has for us tonight. So receive it. The things that have not yet happened does not equal I miss God. It does not equal that, that it's over for me. It does not equal if it wasn't in that year, then I have to abolish it. That's not how it works. There are certain things that God will tell you in regards to timing. There are certain things that God will tell you to just get started. 
and your get started might just be to write the vision and make it plain so that you know where to arm and aim your faith. Amen. Amen. And so vision is going to keep you focused. This a vision board, a some type of tangible, whatever you make this year is going to help keep you focused because guess what? All year, other things are going to come into your view and try to contend for your vision. And I'm going to say that again. All year. Things are going to try to come into your, they're, they're going to come into your view and they're going to try to contend for your vision. This is why we need to have something tangible like God gave to Abraham so that we can be reminded of what he said, of where we're going and of where I'm arming and aiming my faith. Okay. You can't look forward and look backward at the same time. Do you agree? Mm -hmm. So guess what the vision is going to help you with? It's going to keep you looking forward. The vision is going to keep you looking forward. All right. And so this is why vision is essential, especially to the believer. All right. Um, So the next thing that we must know is worship and intimacy with God is a prerequisite for being able to honestly do a vision board or anything like that. Because your worship and your intimacy with God is going to be is going to be the process by which revelation comes. All right? That's going to be the process by which revelation comes. We know in in the book of James 4, draw nigh to me and I will draw nigh to you. Draw close to me and I will draw close to you. There's scripture that talks about how he will share his secrets with us. There's scripture that talks about how we can ask for wisdom. And we know that that's the ability to see from God's perspective. What, what, what more, you know, could you ask for than wisdom at a time like this where God, I need to know what vision is for me right now. I need wisdom. I need to be able to see from your perspective. I know my perspective, but I want to be in your will and in line with what you have in mind. Okay. All right. So this is where the revelation of the vision comes. We have to be knowledgeable of the fact that we have to get in his face. He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And if we can be absolutely honest, a lot of us have not heard anything because we have not sat to hear anything. Let's be honest. Okay, it's not a matter of him not speaking. It's not a matter. It's it's we're moving and moving and moving, especially around this time, moving and moving and moving. Meanwhile, he's a rewarder of diligence. So let's make sure that we are diligent in our seeking him. All right. Um, The scripture says, if you seek him, you're going to find him. (laughs) All right. If you knock, the door is going to be answered unto you. And also, please note that if you don't hear much, then that means you need to go back to your old vision board. Because a lot of times, the thing that God wants you to do is the last thing he told you to do. Dr. Dosh, you're a mama now. The baby's growing, and, and soon the baby will be able to respond to you. Why would I keep telling you 
to do something when you haven't even done what I asked you to do at first, you know? And so you want to make sure God, God is setting us up. He's strategic and he's setting us up for victory, but we can't try to skip steps. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 Willow. I asked you to do that first. And so we need to make sure that we are being obedient to our father and that for some of us, it might not be nothing new on this board. We might have a collective of some old stuff that really is not old. It's old in terms of when it was revealed to us, but it's new in terms of having to arm and aim our faith properly. Yes. Yes. Is that all right? Amen. Yes. All right. And listen, you run your own race. That's that's why we're not. That's why one of the um, one of the keys to sustain was not to compare, because I don't know, Doctor Tiana, she might have five new things. And I might have one and four old things. And guess what? We're still going with God. We're still running our race. And so let's make sure that we are not comparing in that regard because I don't want to miss whatever God is doing, saying, et cetera. I'll never get anywhere if I'm comparing myself to you and what you're, you know, dealing with what God is doing in your life, you know. That's that's great, but I need to incline my ear for me. Amen. And so uh, worship is is very important. Um, We have to carve out time to spend with God. And that's the reason why we're not making vision boards tonight. We are um, informing. We are uh, making sure that we have understanding. And that's going to give us what we need to set and position ourselves properly to make our boards or whatever our tangible thing is. And um, we're going to, we're going to give ourselves until the first Wapsi Sunday of the year, which is going to be the eighth. All right. So um, January 8th is the day where we will um, that Sunday, you can bring your boards like we've done before and pray over them in service. All right. Okay. So um, those that spend time with God know his plans. The more close you get, even with another human being, the more comfortable you are sharing things with that human being. It is when personally I know I'm spending more time in the presence of God that he speaks to me more and more. Can anybody relate to that? Or is it just me? All right. So we want to make sure that we are allowing for God to speak to us and that we are um, intentionally setting out time to incline our ear. Romans ten seventeen. Um, says, and we all uh, have heard it before. So then faith come by hearing. Yeah, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. All right. And so we need to make sure that God's word to us, not only through Pastor Joe, not only through Mike Todd, (laughs) not only through somebody online or something like that, or that we're listening to. No, no, no. That also means that the word of God straight to your ear. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right. So keep that in mind. Um, We want to stay in faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We want to stay in faith. Guess why? Because faith literally fuels the vision. Faith fuels the vision. Faith fuels the vision. When you don't have faith, the vision board is just a wish list. Yeah. 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 That's that's all it is. 
When you don't have faith, this this vision list that we're going to make, it'll just be a wish list because faith fuels the vision. And here's the thing. You can know what God said and you can write what God said. But still, if you don't have faith for it, your vision won't be fueled. All right. So for some of us tonight is going to be a night of refueling. (laughs) Hallelujah. Tonight is going to be a night literally of refueling your faith toward the things that God already told you. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. To refuel your faith. Faith is fueled um, by vision. All right. And so. Honestly, for some stuff that God has given us vision for, it's bigger than us. And it should be. Because some of us are thinking, I want to put that, but I don't have the money and resources for what God is telling me to put on my vision board. Well, I declare and decree that faith will pay your way. Because it will. (laughs) Listen, you're making a board, not a budget. Come on, man. Okay. Talk about it. Watch your mind. Yeah, yeah, you're making a board, not a budget. So you're not dealing with stuff that you already have. And you're no, 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 no. This is dealing yeah. in faith. Wow. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. This, this is good to me. <laughs> this is good to me. And so the more you operate in faith, the more opportunities will open that are connected to vision. The more you operate in faith, the more resources will be released that are connected to vision. The more you operate in faith, the more favor that you will see with God and with man to make the vision happen. Faith fuels the vision. And as a matter of fact, if you would lift your hands in the room, I'd like to declare to you that the favor of it's a reminder. You already know it. But I would like to declare and decree that the favor of God is on your life, that literally you have favor surrounding you as a shield. You have favor with God and with mankind. You have favor with decision makers. If there's anybody who needs to release something to you in order for the vision to let it be released in the name of Jesus. Let it be established in the name Lord Jesus. Banks and businesses and institutions and organizations and establishments have to come together to conspire on behalf of your vision. Exceptions shall be made for you as you refuel your faith. Listen, policies will be changed for you. Even tonight, because I feel a release in the room. And even as the refueling begins to happen in your heart, then things that have been locked up are being unlocked in the spiritual realm. And they're being unlocked by your faith. Hallelujah. 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 Now somebody put a quick praise on it. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes Lord, yes Lord, yes Lord, yes Lord, yes Lord, yes Lord, hallelujah, the favor of God, the favor of God, the favor of God is on your life and you have an enablement, a divine enablement to prosper in everything, all of the things that God has given you as it pertains to to vision and what you shall do in the earth. And no devil in hell, no demonic force shall come up against what it is that God has. No distraction and 
nothing on the bridge shall distract you from what God has put in the tunnel. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. And so God has come to wake you up tonight. He's come to remind you. He's come to reset you in your faith. So that he can reposition you to receive what he's always said. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, Lord. Yeah, Lord. Yeah, Lord. Yeah, Lord. Yeah, Lord. And so... <laughs> Get warm, brother Dixon. Thought it was just me. Yes. <clears throat> Thank you, God. And so, faith is necessary. It fuels the vision. Yeah. We know that Hebrews eleven one tells us. Now, faith is the substance yeah. of things hoped for. It is the evidence of things not seen. We know that Hebrews, because you know Hebrews is the hall of faith. Yeah. Hebrews eleven six tells us that without it, it's impossible to please God. What God has given you as it pertains to vision, it pleases him. Because remember, at the end of the day, it's bigger than us. It's about what brings glory to him. It's about kingdom. It's about being an example. And so without faith, it's impossible to please God, even and especially in terms of vision. Hebrews uh, 10, 10, 38 tells us that the just... That the righteous shall live, how? By faith. We can't get motivated by faith in January. That's not going to cut it anymore. That's why we have to be guided. Because we have to live by faith. Amen? We can't be motivated by faith. We've got to move by faith. And that means every month and every day of the year. Amen? And so if we look at um, Abraham, let's look at Genesis 15, 4 through 7. Genesis 15, 4 through 7. um, And and let's look at it in the NIV. (sighs) Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. That's Genesis 15, 4 through 7. Let's go there. Thank you, Lord. In the NIV. Okay, it says, Then the word of the Lord came to him. This man will not be your heir. Hold on one second. Got to change devices. Bear with me. That's Genesis 15 in the NIV. And I said four through what? All right. Then the word of the Lord came to him. This man will not be your heir, but a son who is your own flesh and blood will be your heir. He took him outside. All right. We outside. (laughs) He took him outside and said, and Dr. Renee, as long as it's not out back, took him outside and said, look up at the sky and count the stars. If indeed you can count them, then he said to him, 
so shall your offspring be. Abraham did what? Believed the Lord and he credited it to him as righteousness. He also said to him, I am the Lord who brought you out of your of the Chaldeans to give you this land to take possession of it. And so I love it because God did a few things here. One of them is he reminded him of his of his track record. <laughs> and I feel like sometimes we need to be reminded of, of God's track record. And I'm the God who took you out of that, right. you know. And so the same power I exhibited then will be the same power. It might look differently. It might be in a different area of your life. But I'm, I'm powerful to do that, and I'm powerful to do this. And so he shows him essentially a vision board. He showed him something tangible, something that he could lay his eyes on that was representative of promise. Okay. And what I love about it is you might say, yeah, but that was a one-time thing. How often do the stars come up? How often can we see the stars? Every day. And so maybe how often should we take a look at the guide of vision? My Lord. Come on. Every day. That's right. Yeah, yeah. God didn't give God didn't give him a symbol that fades. He didn't give him a seasonal symbol. He didn't say, you know, I don't know. Uh, he didn't say, look at um, the green leaves because the leaves won't always be green. But the stars will always be the stars. Yeah. And so he gave him something that he could look at literally daily. And so if the symbolism for promise that God gave to this man, Abraham, is something that he made sure he could see and be reminded of without end, then maybe that's some insight for how we should go about vision. Mm-hmm. And being reminded without end. Amen. Amen. Let's see what else we got here. Um, Genesis twenty two five, and we can stay in the NIV. Genesis twenty two five. Dr. Tammy, let them know they missed it tonight if they weren't here. (laughs) But I'm glad to see you and I'm glad that you're getting what God has for you. Okay, that's Genesis uh, 22 and 5 in the NIV. He said to his servants, stay here with the donkey. All right, we're in the NIV, so we're not. It's a donkey, amen. (laughs) While I and the boy go over there, we will worship and then we will come back to you. Hold on now. Is this is this the same man from Genesis 15? Is this the same man that we're talking about? Yeah. Okay. So maybe just maybe that when something came that seemed to be a killer of vision and seemed to literally be an assassinator of what God said, maybe it was the fact that God provided for him a a daily symbolism, a vision, where even as time went between the instruction and having to go to Mount Moriah each and every night, 
he was able to look at his vision board. (laughs) Each and every night, he was able to be reminded of promise. And so when I talk about fueling your faith and when I talk about this vision thing, then we can see that this man was able to stand up for what God said, even though now something else is being said, he knows the promise. And this is what we have to be careful. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We have to be careful about the instruction and the promise. Because sometimes the instruction won't make sense as it pertains to the promise, even if it's God who's instructing it. Can we be honest about that? And so we don't get stuck on instructions. We, we follow instructions. We obey instructions. But we get stuck on promise. Because promise is what's going to happen in the end, no matter how God has you go about getting to it. Is anybody with me? And so when the same God who showed you the stars now seems to be instructing you to kill the promise, you have enough Holy Ghost swag to say that we're going to worship And then we will come back to you because you know that no matter what, God will not go against his promise. So my man had to know something must be up that I don't know about Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because I don't know what this is, but I know what that is. I'm not sure about the details of the instruction. I don't even have the full instruction. I just have a step, but I'm sure of the promise. And we've got to be able to rest in the fact that we have certainty pertaining to the promise. Yes. Amen. Can we learn a lesson from our father Abraham? Yes. Said he had many sons. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, um, and then if we look at, let's see, we just looked at five. Then let's scroll on down to. Fifteen and fifteen says the angel of the Lord called to Abraham from heaven a second time and swear and said, I swear by myself, declares the Lord, that because you have done this, because you follow the instruction and have not withheld your son, your only son, I will surely bless you and make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as the sand on the seashore. Your descendants will take possession of the cities of your enemies and through your offspring, all nations on earth will be blessed (laughs) because you have obeyed me. Now, this deepens it for me because this means that I need to get my faith act together because there are generations that are dependent upon me staying in faith as it pertains to vision. Because if I lose sight of the vision, let's say it's a business that your great grandchildren are supposed to be living off of thriving and flourishing in but if you are scared to start the business what does that mean for them yeah that's right and so descendants offspring these are words that we need to keep in mind when we think about getting our faith act together so that we can stay in faith pertaining to vision is this helping anybody yet Amen. 
And so the last thing I want to let you know is vision helps with obedience. Vision will assist you. How many of you can be honest that there are times where you can forget what you have to lose? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can be enticed. It happens to the best of us. We can be enticed and we can forget what it is that we have to lose. But vision helps with our perspective. And it reminds us of what we have to lose. There probably were many a plenty of times that Abraham wanted to do the wrong thing, but then the nighttime would come and the stars would show their face. And he says, you know what? I can't do that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, because he was reminded of the promise. He was tapped into vision and he had the proper perspective. So some of us need vision because it's going to help us stop falling into the same sin over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. This is why Joseph was able to run because Joseph had a vision from God. He, he dreamt many dreams that he told to his fathers and brothers way back when. So when he got to Potiphar's wife, he already had vision established. Yeah. 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 And we need that because The scripture never says that Potiphar's wife didn't look good or wasn't desirable. But Joseph had vision. Joseph had vision. He had faith and that connected to his respect, not for Potiphar, but for the God of him, Potiphar and that woman. He knew how much God need. He knew how important the calling was on his life. He knew the cost of his anointing. And he knew that the calling of God on his life was too precious, that the vision was to God had already done what had, had brought him out of the pit. How many pits does God have to bring you out of before you start believing that he is who he said he is? Yeah, 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 that's right. And so Potiphar's wife, I'm sorry. I have an understanding of vision. I know where God has taken me. So in running toward that, I can run away from you. Drugs, <laughs> pornography, whatever it is, a lying tongue, whatever it is, I can run away from you because I realize I'm running toward vision. And vision is way better than you. And I'm here to tell you that the Holy Spirit will, in your pursuit Smack some of that stuff, the taste for some of that stuff, right out of your mouth. But this comes with running toward the right things, with having the right perspective and having the right reminders. Because you've got to know that nothing, and I mean nothing, is worth the cost of what God has for me. Amen. And that's all I have tonight. Let's give God praise. Amen.